hey you. I want to share with you something that I genuinely think will transform your life and your business, to be honest. HDX is open from now until May 17 with a few special bonuses. Join before May 11 and get my eight-week Purpose and Abundance course completely free, which is $888 worth of value. And if you join before May 17, we're actually going to give you $999 off our upcoming Mexico retreat. I mean, how good a freaking deal is that? And if you join before May 17, then you'll be in time for two amazing bonus classes this month in HDX with my personal business consultant, Nikki Rowley. Now, this is the woman that has helped scale my business significantly in the last year or so, and I am sharing her with my HDX community. She'll be teaching on how to grow and scale for business and what strategies and structures will actually get you there. She will also host a bonus business Q&A, which means you can actually ask my consultant anything you want to ask her about growing and scaling your business. This is an opportunity that could transform your life and your business, so don't miss out. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, the Arakwell people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited because it is another episode of Ask Me Anything. So I have the amazing Taylor here with me. Hey, Tay. Hello, everybody. Um, To ask me questions that you guys emailed in. Yes. Yes. Um, So if you ever want to ask me anything, then make sure you're on our mailing list. We will make sure that link is in the show notes. And if you can hear this little noise that sounds a little bit like a beaver chewing on a piece of wood, that is Alice just sitting on my lap, chewing at her toenails. Hey, um, I want to celebrate you guys. There's something really important I want to share with you because I think it is such a um, incredible reflection of this audience, of you. Now, as many of you who are avid listeners may or may not know, on the Transits podcast, so three episodes ago, I made a comment about um, someone Tucker Carlson. And then I got some feedback from you guys, from the community. And because of that feedback, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I don't really know much about this guy. And, you know, the little I do know um, may mean that there's a lot that I don't know and kind of had that conversation. Between those two podcast episodes, I got a lot of feedback from my, from you guys, the listeners, from my community. Um, 
And I want to celebrate you guys because you're such an incredible example of the future. Now, I'm sure that if, if some of you had, you know, wanted to share how you felt about this person and um, maybe give me some more insights that maybe there were people who didn't reach out that were annoyed, but they didn't reach out. And I'm grateful for that because, you know, we're not helping the world move forward by just being angry and blamey and pointing the finger at people. But instead, you freaking rock star heroes, you reached out, you shared how you felt, and a lot of you actually gave me things like podcasts to listen to so that I could get a wider view on this human um, and maybe how he has conducted himself. Now, this isn't actually about him, so I'm not going to go into any more on the topic of him specifically, but I want to say that you guys are amazing because it's such an example of the world that we're creating, a world where we take full responsibility for the way that we respond to something. And then when we want to share that response with someone else, there was no anger, no cancelling, no um, carrying on in in a way that I would call unresourceful, below the line, childlike behaviour, offence. Instead, it came from this place of, you know, um, maybe you felt you did, you you were triggered, you definitely didn't potentially love what what I said or even what it wasn't what I said so much as what I was intonating. Um, And Instead of being the one that points and blames and all that sort of thing, you helped to educate. And I think that this is such an incredibly important thing that we all need to be doing. Instead of being below the line, being unresourceful, being the victim, every single one of you that reached out, you came from the empowered position. And I thank you for that because I've educated myself on this individual and um, I get why some of you would have absolutely been a little bit, you know, not overly happy about him being potentially seen in a, I don't know, whatever light it was seen in. So thank you for all of your support. Thank you for your really resourceful feedback. Thank you for helping me educate myself. And I love you guys. You are freaking awesome. Keep up the good work. All right, T, over to you, lovely. Good stuff. All right. So we've got a lot of questions about, I feel like this is going to be like a line five podcast. Oh, wow. Let's do it. Two line five sitting here. It's going to be Mm -hmm. amazing. The first one was submitted anonymously and it says, I'm a five one profile and I really feel this intuitive push to tell people how to fix things so that their life or work or something else can get better. But I'm struggling to pull back when I see I'm not welcome or invited. I'm a projector. Any tips to sit with the answers and not share them with those who don't want to know? Yeah, oh, my God, I love this question um, because I feel like I'm actually telling a lot of people this recently. The first thing I want to say to you is being a line five means that you're a superhero. You have this ability to, you know, put out the fire, you know, save the burning building, save the person in the burning building. Um, you're a rock star. You've got power, impact. Um, and this ability to really facilitate leadership and transformation. However, what it sounds like you're doing is you have no boundaries around that. In fact, what's really interesting about what I just shared about this incredible community is the reason, a lot of the reason why I don't have haters, if you like, is because I have really hard boundaries around that. I'm not interested in people who who point the finger, blame you know, provide unsolicited, unresourceful um, feedback. Like it's not serving me. It's not serving my community. It's not serving the planet. 
So it's really about having boundaries. Like I know that there is, you know, any person who wants to change on this planet, I can help them change. Like I'm a coach that can transform any human who wants to change. I know that it's a global belief for me. I'm a powerful coach. However, I also know that if someone, their their ego wants to work with me because I'm a great coach, but they actually don't want to do the work, then I'm out. I've got hard boundaries on that. Like, to be honest, I really, you, you attract who you are. So I very rarely attract anyone who is not willing to take the action and do the work. However, especially in the early days, there were a couple of people that I actually had to say, yeah, this isn't going to work because you're not doing the work. So as a line five, you have to have really solid boundaries. Your superpower that you can help and solve and um, lead people is exactly that, a superpower that you need to respect. You need to have solid boundaries around it. And when you get the invitation, you also have to make sure you're listening to your authority. Like, are you getting the green light? This, This invitation is actually the person that you're meant to be supporting. I mean, I know that there's been a lot of people in my life that I felt obligated because they had expectations that I could help them and solve their problems and do all the things. But it never, um, you know, in most of those cases, I ended up just hitting my head against a brick wall because, and my mother was one of these people where I've got all her answers. I've got all the solutions in everything, but she actually doesn't want to change. So, and that's fine. I love her. She can just be her. Um, it's this piece where how do you how do you actually sit with that? Well, you have to do that service to yourself. It's all about you um, keeping your energy. It's about having a strong boundary. It's like, especially as a projector, like you have your people that you need to guide. Projectors have their specific people. So if you run, are running around trying to help all the people, where's your energy going? Well, it's just getting leaked and wasted and, and sort of all over the shop. So at the end of the day, you have to be conscious of like, okay, well, who are my people? Who do I need to support? Do I have a clear um, invitation? If you don't, then it's really about that surrender piece. It's about letting go. It's about really practicing, building the muscle of, cool, that's that's not my people. They're not ready for my superherodom yet. Um, there's someone better, or not better, that's not the right word, but there's someone else that is going to receive more from me because I've said no to this. T, do you want to add anything as a line five? Very well said. I feel like you touched on most of it, but the the thing that I was really thinking about was that superpower thing Mm -hmm. and how I understand what that's like as a line five. And I'm also a five one, as is this person. I understand what it feels like when you know, because not only as a projector, but also as a line five, you hold this ability to guide other people and see things from a different angle. And you see things that other people might not see. And there's this practicality and the wisdom and the solutions. But then, you know, you have to value that that is your superpower yeah. and not just throwing it out and giving it away for free. And then ultimately that's what, in my experience, that's what made me shut down was giving away my superpower and it not being appreciated because the person wasn't ready. They didn't want to hear it. It wasn't invited. There was nothing for me to respond to as a generator type. And so it is your greatest superpower. So treat it that way. And then you'll attract people who are ready to hear it. Yeah. I love that. And that deserve it. You know, every single one of us, no matter what profile line we are, it's a gift that we have to give to the world. So we need to respect it as that. Um, And then we will call in people that deserve to receive the gifts that we have and vice versa. Yep. Love it. Awesome. And I think the next question kind of goes well with that one. And this person, their name is Ain, and she said, 
how to recognize when someone is projecting their wounds onto me early so that I don't get hurt by their cruelty later? Okay. This is a really great question. Um, Straight away, this is going to always be about subtle energy. So if we're really honest as line fives, we know in the moment. We know, especially if you're a sacral being, you know. You know in that absolute moment. So what you want to pay attention to is um, often you want to ask yourself, does that resonate with me? Does that feel true for me? Because, yes, there's going to be a part of it that is true for you, but in many cases with line fives, it's kind of like, no, it doesn't feel true for me. Like it feels more like it's it's you than it is me. Like that all it's also going to bring up something in you. Like it's going to, it might be self-doubt or it might be all sorts of different things. So yes, that's your thing that comes up when they project it onto you. But you have to trust, like, I really don't think that that's my thing. I think also the one of the ways to really um, notice is are you being the performing pony? Are you trying to jump through the hoops? Are you going to try to solve their problems? Every time they project something onto you, are you trying to prove that that's not true? Are you working really hard, um, almost like against playing a defense game against that projection? Because then that's also probably a really good indicator that it's not yours. But there's a part of you as a line five we can often feel like in our shadow that we have to live up to other people's expectations. So you're trying to solve this inverted commas problem that's being projected onto you, but there's nothing really there because it's not your energy. It's more about the fact that you feel like you've got to live up to this expectation, which you absolutely don't. So it's in that moment that you're like, okay, I need to not take this personally. Um, Whatever they're projecting onto me is their stuff. I can send compassion for that. I just need to pay attention to what it triggers in me. And if what it triggers in you is the fact that you need to prove it's not you or that you need to fix the thing that they've told you is inverted commas wrong with you, um, that's when you're like, okay, so that's where I need to love myself. That's what needs healing, not whatever's been projected onto you. Does that answer the question? I think it does beautifully. I love it. Awesome. I don't even have anything else to say. Beautiful. Okay. Our next question is from Elizabetta. And it's an, about emotional authority. Mm-hmm. And she wants to know, can you explain how we understand when the emotional wave is over and we have reached the full comprehension of the event? Is this in the body when we feel more calm and grounded? Simple answer, yes. Um, the way the emotional wave really works is that if you're feeling a heightened emotion, then you haven't reached clarity. It's it, That's kind of the best, the simplest way to do it. Um This is what I always say, like if you're on our recent masterclass, the replay is available if you haven't watched it and it's only going to be available for a short time. How long is it available for? Um, The replay will be available until May 16th, Sydney time. Cool. So um, one of the transformational human design principles that we were really, that I was talking about is this ability to run the experiment. So you need to run the experiment with your own emotional wave because all of us feel things very differently in our body, especially depend, dependent on the other um, definition that we have in our body. So what you want to pay attention to is, you know, are you in a high? So and a high mood is kind of like, yep, yep, yep. You're going to say yes to everything. It's like, yeah, it feels great, absolutely. Or in a low mood, everything feels muddy and hard. How do you know when you've reached that clarity? The best way I can describe it with, for me personally and for the people I've worked with, is that when a decision is coming for an emotional being, it actually comes into your aura. And it's like, 
oh, I need to make that decision. Or there's this thing that's coming up or this thing I want to think about. or And it's kind of there sitting in your awareness, percolating. Um, and you will also, you will often feel like, um, I don't know, maybe it's a yes, maybe it's a no. You might feel that you flip-flop a little bit. And then when you hit emotional clarity, all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, it's go time. It's a subtle energy. And because I'm a sacral being, the way it feels in my body is like I've got energy for this. Is that, uh-huh, all of a sudden I go. But if you're a projector, you're probably just going to have that calmness of like, oh, yeah, it's a yes or, oh, oh no, no, I'm not doing that or I'll do it if blah, blah, whatever it is. And the clarity kind of feels calm, um, subtle energy, um, and it's almost like it's also ready to move out of your aura. So with that decision, and I just want to sort of give a bit of a distinction because one of the things I've noticed with the non-emotional sacral being, so like T, is that there's no percolation. Like these decisions don't percolate. They're not like do I, don't I, should I, shouldn't I? What's correct? What's not correct? It's like boom, yep or no. Would you? Yeah, and and just to say that if. If I, speaking from my experience, if I am going through that process of, oh, should I, shouldn't I, I don't know, I'm not sure, I know I'm in the mind yeah, and I'm not listening to myself or trusting myself. Love that distinction. Love that distinction because an emotional person will just be, the way it feels in our body is like, it's not time yet. Like I don't have the decision yet. Whereas a, you know, a sacral being or potentially um, even, um, uh, I was going to say even a non-sacral being, it's kind of like overthinking it. So it's it's mental energy versus physical body energy. Yeah. I trust that makes sense. Yeah. Great distinction. Great question. Mm-hmm. Um, our next one, another 5-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Tanya. And she said, I'm a 5-1 generator. And I was contemplating the mysteriousness that line fives tend to have about themselves. I wonder if this is something that takes you away from being your authentic self or it's, or if it's okay to be a different person with different people. How do I know if this is me just being me or if this is me acting out of fear? I love this question. Um, it's hard to answer without seeing your entire chart because it, it depends on a lot of other things. Um, and I think that's also like, you know, energies like reflectors would feel this similar like either people don't fully see me um, because that's really what the line five is all about. That's one of the things that they can they can struggle with or wrestle with is that they're not fully seen because really it's just everyone's projections that are being put on them, you know, good and bad, so expectations of their capability or, you know, the wound or whatever it is. So at the end of the day, you know the answer to that. And even that question itself really indicates that it's a mind question. Because even a reflector who has no definition whatsoever, if they're really honest with themselves, of course they know themselves. They just know that they're a being that moves through time in a way that depending on where they are, who they're with, their energy really fluctuates, it changes, their mood changes, um, their their identity changes. And I've got a wide open G-center. So that's one of the things for me as well is like you can drop me into any group of people and I just fit in. So, you know, I could, I could put that same question, like, well, who do I know who, I, how do I know who I really am if my identity changes every time I get in and out of someone else's aura? Well, I know who I am. Like, I can feel who I am. I'm this person. And sometimes I need to be this version of me. And sometimes I need to be that version of me. So it's really more about making sure that, especially, and this doesn't have to be a line five. This doesn't have to be um, any 
you know, as human beings, we're always projecting our stuff onto the other. So everyone's getting projected onto, except line fives are getting this, the wound amplified. Okay. So it just feels more uncomfortable for the line five. But really at the end of the day, um, I would ask yourself a better question. And I would ask yourself things like, who am I being today? So that you can actually start to get real clarity around who you are day to day, because there is this, this fluctuation of your energy and also to know like in the unresourceful the shadow side the conditioning side you know is there part of you because the line five will be um you know trying to prove itself or trying to prove its point or you know it's a superhero to someone and then all of a sudden they're not the hero anymore because they've solved the problem and other people have moved on like all of that can get that's all shadow that's all ego so it's all about you being really clear on a day-to-day basis, who am I being today? What does my energy feel like? What does it feel like to be me? Who am I calling in? What are the people around me? Look at the external clues. Um, and, yeah, and then, you you know, then you get to a good understanding of that consistency of your energy and who, you're, who you are. I love that. Can I add to this? Please. So I've often been called mysterious. Mm-hmm. And for me, I really think that it's not necessarily that I'm mysterious, but it's that I've been guarded. Yeah. And you and I were just having this conversation and it's that whole identity thing of, I think that before I was aware of the projections and really comfortable in being myself, like if I was myself in every room I walked in, there would be no mystery. But the reason I'm mysterious is because I, we were just having this conversation about how all the projections and going through life that way, I would always wait for somebody else to tell me who to be or who I needed to be, or what box I need to fit in to fit into this group in this room with these people to be loved, that I would just be mysterious until I could figure out who I needed to be in every situation. And I think that that Mm. completely my experience, but the whole mystery part was me just being guarded and not being comfortable in being myself because it was a way that I received love was I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be who you want me to be. Mm. So that was just what came up for me with that question. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I want to add as well, like the mysterious piece can also just be the fact that everyone sees themselves in you. So you seem mysterious because all they see is themselves. They don't see mm. you. Um, and I think what else is really interesting about that is my experience is um, definitely like guarded, totally resonate with that guarded piece. Um, but it's interesting. You've got a defined G-Center. Mm. I've got an open G-Center, like that whole like, well, who do I need to be to be loved? Whereas my G-Center allowed me to drop in and out of, allows me to drop in and out of all the different groups like mm. Um, yeah, I think that's a perfect example of how you can be conditioned in a defined and undefined center. Exactly. Exactly. People love it. <laughs> okay. Our next question is from Mel money for each profile type. For example, I remember seeing something about how line threes aren't meant to hold on to money, but allow it to flow through them. Oh, I love that. So I think my greatest learning around um, money that really resonates. I think there's a lot of places in the chart that we can talk about money and abundance. Um, and in my opinion, like, well, I've got, you know, I wrote a whole freaking program about it. But when it comes to the profile lines, for me personally, the biggest breakthrough when it come, came to money is actually our line number that we have in our pearl. So if you're looking at your chart, it's your personality Jupiter. Okay, so it's on the the right hand side, and it's the Jupiter um, um, planet. Yeah, planet. What's the thing I'm looking for? The gate. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Jupiter. 
Um, and then the line number. So for me, I've got the 36, then dot line three. So it's the line three. And that for me just makes so much sense. So the line one, well, the line one's you. Yeah. You've got the line one, haven't you? Yeah. So that's all about simplicity. So these are people who attract money so that they can live a simple life. That doesn't mean that they don't have much money. And the line ones, I've got um, a number of line ones in my life and they're all really actually very good with money. But it, it's about just so that they can live simply on their own terms. Would that be fair? Yeah, 100%. And just I want a life that allows me to keep doing what I love. I don't need big flashy things or, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I've just never been attracted to it. Yeah. If I can live where I want to live and do the work I love to do and I have the money to support myself, I'm super happy. Yeah, I love that. And then the line two is all about, you know, attracting money through being recognized. So um, a good friend of mine, my PT, um, our incredible um, uh, caterer doesn't sound good enough. She needs a bigger name than that. She's like the wellness guru. Yeah, wellness guru who does all our food for our um, retreats as well. Um, She's a line too. And it's so all about money comes to her when she's seen and recognized. So when she's recognized, money comes and it's, so true. Like she's a manifesting mofo, isn't she? Oh she's just incredible. She's insane. I love her. Yeah. 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 And she's a line two uh, in her profile. So everything's easy and comes easily. Then the line three, I'm the line three um, and money comes to me and the line threes do have the potential to attract a lot of money to them and it comes to them to celebrate. We actually, and maybe this is where that not holding on to money thing came from, but it's all about celebrating with the people, with our people, the people that we love, um, you know, and spending money on things that are about change and um, uh, experience and experimentation and all of those sort of things. And look, honestly, that so resonates with me. It really changed my money mindset because having a, you know, that old school, um, the way people manage money, or even like money, the, I'm really checking, I'm really checking my words here, but I did a lot of that old school money work when I was younger. So what was that book? Um, The Richest Man in Babylon, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, What's that guy's name? Harv Eckert or Eckert Harvey, Harvey Eckert, whatever. Um, A bunch of like really masculine, structured, you know, do it this way. And oh my God, it never worked for me. So when I started to understand my line three, and then when I worked with Elizabeth Ralph, and I was like, nah, that structure doesn't work for me, but this one will. Um, and, and I'm always going to spend my money on celebrating my friends and family. Um, then all of a sudden just more came to me. So that that's the line three. The line four is um, Richard Rudd actually has the line four. And that is all about um, charity. It's called charity. So these are people who they money really comes to them they they take what they need and then they like to give it away he actually tells a story like he literally loves to invest in small businesses and um and and charities and all those sort of things the line five is all about power so money comes to you you know when you're in your power um of course there's there can be a really unresourceful i feel like we're we're moving out of an unresourceful line five power time um and and the upside of that is like empowered so when you're empowered um, and you're, you know, in your leadership and in your power, then money comes to you and money, you know, it does help you to empower yourself and others. And then the line six 
is all about the future, the future of money. They, they can be anything. They can be any of the other line numbers. They can see a world without money altogether. Um, Justin is a line six and, you know, he loves crypto. So it's like really into the, like the future of money. Um, and he loves to speculate about what would happen if all the banks and all the government, like the US dollar all fell over. Like what would it look like? Um, and then the line sixes can can call in all sorts of different money. Like it's a typical line six thing. It's kind of very unique to their own role model journey, but be patient with it. That would be the other thing. I think that's one of my greatest lessons with the line six that people don't talk about enough. Patience, patience, patience. There you go. I love it. Excellent answer. And our, this is our last question. And I know you're going to love this one. Oh, good. I have a feeling it might send you on a little bit of a rant. Just everyone. Be Bring worried. it on. Where do I start and how do I focus and stay on track? I'm a generator and I find myself getting lost with so much information everywhere. I keep trying to start with human design and I find myself getting distracted or lost and then I give up. I don't even know what I want or what I should be doing. Life the last few years has been a maze trying to find my way out each time. I think I have got it, but then it leads nowhere. I absolutely love this question and it's why I created Transformational Human Design because at the end of the day, if we don't know what we want or where we're going, we're never going to man- manifest a thing, nothing, nil, nada. It doesn't matter how much you learn about your design, where are you going? And this is where I think so many people get trapped with their design is they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing and it resonates. And they spend all this time studying it, but for, for no purpose. Like what are the actions you're taking to get closer to your dreams? So I love this question. Thank you so much. And one of the principles of human design, um, transformational human design is focus. You have to get clear. There's a bunch of points that come under this, but you have to get clear on what you want. And if you don't know what you want, start with what you don't want and then go with the opposite. You have to have a goal. You have to have something that you're moving towards because otherwise you can't, you can't integrate your human design because you're not on a journey. You're just learning. You're just learning through the mind. You have to have some momentum. You have to be able to experiment. You have to have decisions to be made. Um, And if you don't know where you're going, you don't do that. So at the end of the day, I want you, and if you haven't watched the masterclass, watch it because there's a bunch of topics I go over under this principle of focus that really helps integrate your human design because human design alone, um, especially, well, no, human design alone is very two-dimensional. It's a structure. It's It's a scaffolding. It's a skeleton. You have to bring it to life. The gene keys brings it movement. It puts muscles on that skeleton because it gives us this journey through each gene key from the shadow to the gift to the city. But we still, the human design of the gene keys completely leave out the actual brain, our actual behavior. We have to transform our supercomputer. It has to stop trying to lead and fall in line. It has to align to our design. So we have to be able to change our behavior to support our design. And that's the piece where people really fall down. Um, And, yeah, that's why I created this transformational human design. So that would be my simple, easy, what action you need to take is you need to focus on something. What do you want? What do you want to achieve? Who do you want to become? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be detailed. It doesn't even have to be clear. It just has to be something. And once you start taking imperfect action towards that goal, towards that dream, then you can experiment with your design. You can integrate your design. You can you can see what works, how your authority 
um, feels, how your strategy shows up for you, um, where you're in your shadow when you're trying to make a decision or you're trying to become this person or you're trying to achieve this thing. You can see it play out in real time. And then you can really get into your human design experiment. Like that would be my answer. What do you think? Emma Rant, mic drop. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you. Well, I think that that's the thing, right, T? That's what we've been working really hard to build this business and build this community, build this audience. Um, So we've been talking to so many of you and this is where everyone gets stuck. Like it's the integration, it's the embodiment, it's the actually living it. And it's because human design doesn't talk about transformational coaching. It doesn't talk about changing behavior. And at the end of the day, 95% of our behavior is unconscious. So if we're not trying to change that, if we're not doing the work to up-level our behavior, our unconscious mind, then you know, like Ra said, we're going to take a minimum of seven years to decondition. And that's only if we're doing our strategy and authority, which again, if we're not changing our brain, it's hard to do. So yeah, I think it's super important. Love it. The other thing I want to say, because we talked a lot about the line fives today, if you're a different line, if you're a different profile number, if you're a different type, please, 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 please. I know that people are responding a lot to my line five rant um, a few weeks ago, but please, any types, any profiles, any incarnation crosses, any freaking pearl sequence, whatever, you ask us anything. You ask me anything. You can ask me all about Byron Bay if you want to. I don't mind. Personal questions, welcome. Yeah, personal questions, welcome. Awesome. Anything else, T? I think that's it. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. Stay forever. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for being here. I really appreciate you guys. Thanks for being the most incredible uh, audience, community, humans, Thank you for being in this journey to transform this incredible planet and its people that we live on, that we're a part of. Um, And I appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks, everyone. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks, everyone, for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.